Welcome to the Tiny Human Math Teacher Podcast. Welcome back. So today we're going to talk about differentiation. I think this is a really important topic to talk about, especially for math. Whether you're teaching in a self-contained general education classroom that has just your typical high, middle, low kids, or a co-teaching or um, consult or some kind of room where you have students with IEPs or behavioral issues or 504 plans, things like that. Differentiation is important for every student because every student learns differently. You might have some students who are just really good at math, so they get it no matter which way you teach it. But then you're going to have some students who don't understand the way that you teach it the first time or don't learn as easily as others. So it's finding how you can address those students' needs and how you can kind of tailor your math to meet all of your students' needs. That being said, those high-level students are still important, and we do have to find ways to differentiate for them and also to differentiate for our lower students. So I'm going to start by talking about what we can do to differentiate for higher students, and then I'll move into the lower students. So for our higher level students who get done really quickly, who know what they're doing, we need to find ways to engage them and not leave them bored in the class. Um, If you have students who are gifted or just high achieving in your room, it's important to have things for them to do when they are done. So strategies that I've used are creating a Google Classroom that's specifically for those high-level students, and they are the only students that are in that classroom. This way you can put resources, you can put enrichment, challenge activities, games, and things that can engage them that they can work on when they're done, or even as a station if one of the stations you're doing you think is too easy for them. So it's just finding ways to give them enrichment and ways to practice. Another thing I really like to do is I like to teach math in small groups. I do not like to do whole group math. I will do whole group math for about 15 to 20 minutes max where I go over the topic for that day and I introduce it to my students. But then from there, I break my class off into groups. I do this because my really high students are either A, going to work ahead of me, or B, going to sit there and do nothing because they already know what is being taught. So by dividing them into groups, it helps me to better fit their needs. So then if I have my high group, I can focus on being more of a facilitator for them, letting them work independently, but being there to help them and being there to check their work and give them feedback. 
whereas my middle group might need me to give a little more guidance and structure to what they're doing and maybe work through a couple problems together and then release them to do more on their own. And then my lowest group would be where I probably reteach some of the lesson to them and then we work through the problems together. I like doing it this way because I feel like not only am I meeting all my students' needs, I'm also giving them a safe space to work and not feel stupid, right? I mean, let's be honest. I have low kids in my classroom that will tell me, you know, like, I'm not smart. I feel dumb because this person knew all the answers and I didn't. And I never want my students to feel that, right? No one ever wants their students to feel that way. So having the groups gives them a safe space with kids at their level that they can work with and that they, you know, can have the same response time or I can give the same wait time to all those kids and they're not going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm still waiting for so-and-so to finish the problem and I'm already done and I want to do the next one, right? But I also like the opposite way. They're not saying, oh my gosh, they're all waiting for me. They're all waiting for me to finish my problem and I'm not done and I don't know what to do, right? It's important to give our students that space and time, but also not to make our students who know what they're doing have to wait forever and feel like they're not getting anything out of what you're teaching. So I think that small group instruction, especially for math, can really benefit students. Now, that being said, I don't just do my small groups and only let students with the same abilities work together. Typically, when I, we practice like multiplication flashcards or other strategies or like games, I will group my students more heterogeneously. So I will put, you know, high students with low students to practice facts together. Or when I do a group game or a review game, I try to put some of the high kids with some of the low kids so they can have that experience to kind of be the teacher and help those kids as long as they're doing it in a positive and not condescending way. But it gives them both an experience to work with each other, but it doesn't create as much friction or as much downtime for the kids who are at the higher level. And it also doesn't create that stress and feeling like everyone's waiting on you that sometimes those lower level kids can get. All right, so now I want to talk a little bit, though, more about what that differentiation looks like in the middle and lower ability levels. So middle level is more kind of right at where they're supposed to be, and they kind of catch on or learn the material at a relatively normal pace. So for them, kind of like I said before in my groups, it's giving them activities that also help them practice but that are at their level. And it's giving them opportunities to work with me and ask me questions for the things that they need 
and it's being able, you know, for me to pull them into a group and kind of give them some scaffolding and do kind of, you know, like a slow release out into the world kind of concept where, you know, we do a problem together. We do one together, but they tell me what to do next and then they do one on their own, right? The see what I do, do what I do kind of aspect. Um, And then also when I'm getting to those even lower students, it's finding more ways to assist them. Like for example, using manipulatives. Sometimes I feel manipulatives are lost on my high level kids because they know what they're doing and they know how to solve the problem. They don't need it. So I use manipulatives a lot in my lower groups, Um, especially like multiplication will use counters to make groups or do things like use tape and make a circle on the floor and we add, you know, make equal groups of multiplication on the floor with counters or sticky notes or things like that. Not saying I don't do those things with the higher level kids and if we do a whole class activity like that, of course, we all participate. But I feel like those activities and those manipulatives work better in a smaller group. Also, I like to use things like um, Unifix cubes, right? I use those actually for arrays with my lower level students because we can make our rows and then put them and rows or keep putting them into rows from there. So it's finding the things that your students need that really makes differentiation effective. So really a lot of times too, what I do changes year to year and it depends on the students that I have. I like to get to know my students. I like to watch them learn and observe them so I can understand how they learn and how I can meet their needs. So differentiation also can look like visuals, right? Some students don't need visuals to learn. Some do. So I have anchor charts that I use for my lessons to help my visual learners. I often, again, for those auditory learners, will find things like rhymes, like the multiplication rhymes I talked about in um, one of the previous episodes on multiplication. And I things like songs or finding a video that they can watch about the lesson. Or even I will record an extra video going over the lesson again that I can send to parents, but also that my lower kids can watch during that small group time. So maybe it's their turn on the computer during small group. They can re-watch that video. And it can help them. But then they can also watch it anytime that they forget or need some reminding of the topic. The most important thing to remember about differentiation is it can look different no matter the year, no matter the students. It's going to look different for everyone and for every topic, every grade, every teacher, every student. So it's important to get to know your students and truly understand them so that you can 
really help to identify their needs and find activities and games and manipulatives that really help them to learn. Because at the end of the day, it's not about covering all the topics. It's about your students learning and feeling confident in doing all of those concepts. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time on... The Tiny Human Math Teacher Podcast.